0: love talk radio this conference will now be recorded hi everybody welcome to ann ortley's weekly weather my name is ann ortley i'm an astrologer here at the Bright turquoise desk in boca Ciega bay overlooking uh a beautiful, beautiful sunset tonight. Uh Today is the weekly weather for April 18th to April 24th of 2022. We're a little late because yesterday I was over in the Miami area, drove my little car, four hours there, four hours back. It was a road trip. Uh And so when I got home last night, I was kind of wiped because I stopped for dinner with a friend in Sarasota. So it was quite an adventurous week. So we're a Stay delayed, but weekly weather is here. Off we go. Um, Welcome to the weekly weather. The eclipses are coming. The eclipses are coming. We're ready for that new eclipse energy. We're in eclipse season. That full moon that we just had on the 16th marks the beginning of it. It will run for six weeks. We're in eclipse season, so we can expect all sorts of exciting things to take place in our world, in our lives, as the eclipses come forward. And I will just say, for the record, the cats are pretty wild today, so we may have kitten kitten appearances or crashes in the corner. So hi, welcome, welcome. Um, you're here. We go in the in the forward motion. Before we start, though, I did want to say something. Uh, you know, with a certain level of notoriety or fame or whatever you want to call it, um, I have been plagued with the Jupiter Neptune. Uh, with uh, copiers, fakers, theft, thieves, stealers, whatever you want to call them, um, uh, fake Instagram account, fake YouTube account where they were posting as me saying, hey, sign up for a reading and call WhatsApp, Instagram account, they blocked me this time. They're getting smarter. They spelled my name with three E's, and then they hit people up for readings. I don't do that. So if anybody hits you up, if, it. You will never get, you will never, ever have me write to you and say, follow me. I don't do that. I don't do that. The whole concept of followers is a little weird for me. and my generation, it's kind of like gurus, you know, like, oh, no, 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 I don't like that. I will never write you. If anyone wrote you and said, hi, it's me, follow me, they're a faker. Delete them, report them, report them. As you might guess, Mars and Pisces is on my moon. I'm a little hot about the whole matter. And the fact that one woman wrote, she said, I paid $70 for a printed report from you. I said, you didn't pay $70 for a printed report from me. You gave it to some guy. Not that there's anything wrong with printed reports, but I don't do them. I do readings. And you sign up, you come, knock on my door, book on my site. I don't contact you and say, I have a feeling about you. Please, please let me tell you what I'm feeling. I don't do that shit. (laughs) Never have, never will. When I was a salesperson, that I sold in a very, here's the opportunity if you're interested. Wasn't known as a heavy-duty closer, but I did close a lot of deals because people trusted me and liked me and wanted to do work with me. But if someone is saying to you that they're me and they want you to buy a reading, they're not me. They're lying. Report them to Facebook. Report them to PayPal. And also, if they have a PayPal address that doesn't say annortley.com, that money's not coming to me. If it happened to you, if you got scammed, write me. I will send you a note and say, this person was impersonating me. This is a fake charge. And you can we can get it reversed because I don't think they should profit. And I have to tell you, my Cersei is up. <laughs> And if you know Cersei, she turned them into pigs or donkeys or whatever the animal was they represented. In this case, I hope their penises fall off or, you know, some similar thing. And I hope they get threefold stolen from them because they're stealing. And apparently it's quite the thing. You know, my friend Teresa Reed had her identity stolen. And I guess, you know, I heard through the grapevine Sam Reynolds, my friend is giving advice on Bitcoin. He's not. So there's a lot of scammers out there. Check with the real astrologer because they will say to you, no, 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 we don't do this. And I will say to you, that is just completely inappropriate. And whoever you are, if you're listening to this, go away. Because I don't like you and I don't want you playing in my playground. You're a fake. You're a cheat. You're a liar. Like what kind of negative energy? you you know what kind of karma you're doing stealing astrology? No, no, no. Back when I was young, I did a workshop with Wendy Ashley, who's this brilliant mythic astrologer. She lives in an island off the coast of Maine. There we go. There's a little kitten arriving. That is uh, Murray. Um, and she told stories about when people do, you know, weird shit with astrology, like stealing it, it really comes back and gets you. So I would totally advise whoever's doing it, you do not mess around with astrology. You don't mess around with the divinatory arts. Bad, bad juju. Bad karma on you. And, and please, please don't say you're me. You're not me. Go away. Go away. Go away. Go away. I don't like you. So on that note, the eclipses are coming. And if you did get scammed, please Please, please file to get the money back. I don't care if you like to report. File to get the money back. And let me send you a note saying my identity was stolen by these Internet creeps. Uh, so that's the end of my rant. But Mars is on my moon. That's what I get like when I'm mad. <laughs> so anyway, we do have today the Sun Square Pluto, which is triangulation and, of course, illumination. So if you had a triangle illuminated for you just now by me, Or earlier today, you know, that's the energy of the sky. We're really working with a lot of energy around new directions, new beginnings, new starts. We have that lovely Jupiter-Neptune last week at 23 Pisces. Now, it got seeded then, but Mars is going to come and get it next month on the 15th. So, you know, we set those things. We plant the seeds, so it starts. But when Mars comes along next week, next month on the 15th of May and rigors that we're really going to see it bloom. So if you didn't have anything big happen last week, great. Watch, stay tuned. A new 12, new 13-year cycle has begun officially with that. And I have a webinar on my website that you can go and buy, but I'm not going to send it to you. <laughs> not going to, you know, knock on your door and say, buy it my webinar. I'm going to say, hey, it's out there. You want to buy it? Go buy it. Um, so forward we go. Let's talk about what's going on in the sky besides the fact the eclipses are coming. Now, what's going to happen at the end of the month, we're going to have a new moon eclipse. And then two weeks later, we're going to have a full moon eclipse. And so what happens when eclipses happen means the sun is within 15 degrees of the nodes of fate. This is a north node eclipse because the sun is coming to the Taurus north node. So there's a lot of energy around new beginnings, new starts, new forward motion, new creation, because it's an integrative going forward eclipse. And also, whatever the story was that started to leave last November, around the 15th of November, when we had the eclipse at 23 of Scorpio Taurus, this is when it goes. This is when it says, okay, hasta la vista, I'm out of here. So we're going to watch for that energy coming in, changing, moving forward. Um, so it's an interesting week. We also have a couple other things happening, but eclipse season, and this is an important thing to remember. You know, we say the eclipses, but it really is a season of things. And the point of eclipses, it's a situation that's been going on for a while. You might just find out about it. I mean, I hadn't happened before, and. Got all mad and got, them, got rid of them. And then they this time they blocked me. They're smart little fakers. <laughs> Had to work there on my English. Uh, smart little fakers. And they, they blocked me this time, so I didn't know they were doing it. And it's just sneaky, sneaky Pete stuff. And no, no offense to my Pete's in the audience. So it's not to pick on you. Um, but when we look at the energy of the eclipses coming in, we know it's a season. So the two weeks before the new moon, the two weeks in the middle, the full moon, the two weeks after. That's the energy of the eclipse uh, eclipse season. And then we're going to watch those lunations to see what happens. So as I said before, the eclipses are coming, the eclipses are coming, and it's quite fun. All right. So also what happens this week is the sun enters Taurus tomorrow on Tuesday at 1025 p.m., which officially marks the... uh, the second season of spring, fall for our winter, our friends in the southern hemisphere. So this is the fixed season of Earth, a fixed sun in Taurus. Notice Mercury's in Taurus, Uranus is Taurus. Now sun's there. Remember, all of them answer to Venus in Pisces. She's their boss, and she is uh, in her exaltation in in Pisces. Quite happy, thank you very much. So this should be a happy kind of feel to it, and it also has a sense of Positiveness. Now, last week, remember when Mars went into Pisces? Remember Mars went into Pisces last week, um, and, and they sunk that battleship over in the Ukraine. You gotta love the aspects. Came out of Aquarius, the airstrikes, the airstrikes. You know, we're worried about the airstrikes, and what they do? They sunk the battleship. Neptune, Mars into Pisces. Neptune happens, attack, and then those other battleships. Moved 80 miles off the coast of Ukraine. So we watch the planetary energies. We see it in the world. We see like suddenly Mars got strategic, but also Pisces, a little sneaky. And they used a rocket called Neptune. Can't make this astrology stuff up. So when we're looking with that Mars and Pisces now as he moves forward this week, he doesn't really have any aspects because he's kind of at the beginning of stuff and everything's at the back. So you're not going to necessarily feel your Mars unless you're like me with Mars on my moon and I got hot and bothered a few minutes ago. But you want to kind of recognize Mars isn't having a lot of aspects in the sky. So it's a week where you might not feel quite so agitated as you did last week when he changed signs and with that sudden abruptness that happens when there's a sudden shift from air to water. And and if you found you had an emotional eruption or emotional over, overload or something happening, you went, whoa, I just felt like I got flooded. That was the concept of the Mars going into Pisces. because so somebody wrote me and said that. I'm like, yeah, well, Mars into Pisces, you feel emotionally overwhelmed. But the sun entering Taurus this week. So this is the theme for the month uh, until the sun enters Gemini. Again, all the planets below the horizon. A lot of energy, we're working on interior things. We're not necessarily taking it out into the world, but we're working hard. A lot of energy focusing on, and again, all of the planets are in a Kala Sarpa yoga. I practiced this week. Kala, K A L K A L A Sarpa, S-A-R-P-A, which means they're all on the same side of the nodes of fate. And they're in the, they're in the south node, Kala Sarpa, meaning they're moving towards the north node. So it's always important to notice when we're working with that, which, of course, then means South Node to North, we're releasing things to go towards something, which, of course, it does feels like release, release, release. Like, when are we going to be done releasing? And, and my friend Kathy always goes, don't say that, Ann. Don't say release, release. I always have a releasing that I don't want. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, Kathy, but it's a release, release, release. So we're working with that releasing energy and releasing things into a whole new space, and, uh, and off we go. So that's the, that is the lovely sun-entering Taurus. We also have Juno entering Pisces. Now, this one is interesting because Juno is the planet of partnership and who we work with. And her, she's over here. She's that little flower pot. My friend Teddy used to call her the flower pot, which she has a little pot there and a little cross of matter, a little X there underneath her. Juno is who we partner with and why we partner with him. And interestingly, Juno is going to be in Pisces until January 13th of 2023. Long time. What that means is we're all going to be partnering. Think of what sign she's in. She's in the sign of the dream. She's in the sign of what our dream is that we're partnering with. Now, you know, I've been talking to you about your dream for the last couple of years. You are know, like enough with the dream already, Ann. But right now, Juno just went into the sign of partnering with the dream. So she's ready to get married. She's ready to partner. You're going to see all sorts of interesting unions, including Elon Musk wanting to buy Twitter for 40 40- some odd billion dollars. But we see this this sun uh, this Venus entering there and she's in Pisces. She's gonna go retrograde in Pisces. And she's in Pisces until January 13th, 2033. So we're also going to find we're in the mood to partner. We're in the mood to sign up with other people. We're in the mood for new things. And you know it's in Pisces so we might be just in the mood to be alone. We might do our glorious I want to be alone. But notice that Juno is also sextiling Venus and Taurus, and both of them, uh, Venus and Taurus answers to, um am sorry, Sun and Taurus answers to Venus and Pisces. So Juno as she enters Pisces, and you can see Venus is sneaking up here. Now at the end of the month during the eclipse, we're having an astrology conference out in Tucson, Arizona, uh, I astrologer for learning how to be an astrologer. Still time to sign up. And one of the guys who's coordinating it, Maurice Fernandez, goes and we're going to get up at 4:30 in the morning, and we're going to go watch the planets conjunct. And I was like, 4:30 in the morning, and he's like, and it only happens once every 12 years. You have to. And of course, Neptune's there. We can't see Neptune. Only happens once every 166 years. You have to get up. We'll have breakfast afterwards. I'm like, okay. So as Venus moves in to the Jupiter-Neptune, we're going to find our dreams are firming up. We're getting a clearer idea. And as Juno enters it, she's saying, I want a partner. I want a partner. I want a partner. I want a partner. So you're going to feel. Now, remember, when you partner under Neptune, sometimes you don't really see them clearly. That's okay. Your job is to partner and move forward. And if you're partnering just with yourself or your own creative ideas, okay but she's wanting to merge and she's got a vision of what she's merging into or why she's merging. So you really want to pay attention to it. Again, we're still working with that, all the planets on the one side of the node. So it's a very potent little energy. And we also have that nice little uh, uh, moon in Sagittarius aspecting the Jupiter Neptune. So the set and of course, Sagittarius moon answers to Jupiter And Jupiter and moon are in a uh, square, so they're action-oriented energy. But the moon is also slightly in conjunct that north node. So there might be some interesting energy around how do you keep your freedom, moon and Sagittarius, in a relationship, north node and Taurus. Like you want me to commit to you? Remember, Moon and Sun, Moon and Saturn are in a sextile, so they're thinking about committing. So, you know, don't just jump in. You know, do a prenup, do a mental. Okay, if I'm going in, I'm going to do this. I'm going to work with them for 12 years with whatever that is. Give yourself permission. It's a new entry; just happens on Wednesday. But look at where Zero Pisces in your chart. Remember all the ending planets, the winter planets: Saturn, Pluto, Neptune. Jupiter they're all in ending signs but Jupiter and Neptune just met up which is like the beginning of the vision and they're at the end of Pisces so they're going into Aries pretty quick Jupiter goes into Aries next month so they're ready to start a new journey they're at the end of the 12 year cycle of Aries to Pisces so it's it's an interesting mix of ready to go but not quite yet so you know just float don't get stressed <sighs> breathe give yourself permission to listen the nodes are trying to pluto the nodes are in conjunct the moon the nodes are square to saturn and later this week mercury is going to zip into that north node which means he's going to show up with some paperwork for you so i do have a lot of people that are waiting for their papers waiting for their paperwork i'm like oh mercury on the north node that's when you get your papers that's when you sign your papers that's when it happens you know, selling a house. A friend of mine's closing on her house at the end of the month, closing, selling her apartment. Another one's buying an apartment. So this Mercury North node is kind of a commitment energy. And of course, Mercury hits the nodes every year, so it's not that big of a commitment. But this year, because there is all these things changing, there are all these things changing, uh, we have an opportunity to work with it in a slightly different way. Next up, Mercury on the south node. Like I said, give you a little advance notice. So Mercury's going to meet the south node next weekend on Saturday. And of course, when Mercury meets up, when any planet meets up with a node, we have a moment of meeting something. Now, sometimes because it's Mercury, it's an idea. But this time he's in a physical sign, he's in Taurus. So it might be a thing. Might be a car, might be a new commitment, might be a paper, might be land. We'll see what it is and how it shows up. But it is very potent. It's got a lot of energy in it. And giving that Mercury North node as he's kind of going forward. Remember, when we create, we always first have the idea, and that's Mercury. So then we go to Venus. Emotionally, this is what I want. And then we get a little inspired. We have a vision of it you know, and then we go create it. So we're going to work with this energy as that Mercury hits that north node um, and Mm -hmm. invites us to move forward. Uh, Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the planet's movements. So as I mentioned, the sun today, the 18th, had a square with Pluto, which is off opening up triangles, pointing out triangles to you, helping you see them in a way you hadn't seen them before, and giving you an opportunity to work with ideas. It is an opening square, which means that when the sun uh, squares Pluto, we have this idea of action that I have to take. It's a crisis of action, I have to do something. And the moon, of course, enters Taurus on the 19th. It goes from uh, 28 Aries to 428 Taurus. So the last few degrees of the, the sign of Aries, so anything between 28 and four in your chart, you know, you get to 28 and then go one, two, three, four. Those planets are all going to be activated by the sun in some way. And remember, when a, when a planet comes to one of the degrees that matches your degree in your chart, your chart has an illumination in the case of the sun or a block in the case of Saturn or an action, like you saw with me getting a little hot and bothered with Mars on my moon, um, Uh, watch the planet to see what's coming and then watch your chart to see what the response is. So this is, this is how we do astrology. Uh, Mercury of course is running from 13 Taurus to 24 Taurus, which means he's going pretty fast. He's going two degrees a day and he meets up with a few people. He meets up with Uranus on the 18th uh, and kind of illuminates and has you see things. So that was last night when I was looking at, this person on YouTube having made up a whole Ann Ortley channel besides me with my picture on it. That was, that was my wake up call last night. Um, and Mercury gets to the nodes of fate on the 19th and by declination. So he's in an encouraging mode, a lot of opportunity to clean out papers on the 20th when he squares Vesta. And then of course he meets that North node, as I mentioned before on the 23rd and he gets bath- past his fear of commitment when he squares Saturn there on the 24th. Uh, so Mercury squares Saturn and says, okay, I had a fear of commitment. And then he goes out of that square of Saturn into a sextile to Neptune. But now that I know how I'm going to do it, I'll, I'll commit. I'll sign up for the dream. So Mercury this, this week is very commitment oriented and don't be worried about committing when Mercury's in or blah, 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 blah. Just know that you're going to really feel the energy of needing to take some kind of mental decisive action. You know, you, I have to deal with this. I have to think about this. I have some, listen for thinking, you know, thinking words. Idea words, because that's what Mercury, he really wants to bring the energy down to Earth. He'd been flying around, and he's like, we need to get focused. I think we need to get this organized. Honor him and listen to him, because he wants to work with Saturn. He wants to not feel so blocked. He wants to get things moving, and he also wants to work on his dream. Next week, he will have a sextile to Neptune, but this week he does just, or to Jupiter. This week, he just has it to Neptune. Venus this week is going from 13 Pisces, excuse me, to um, to 20 uh, 21 Pisces, and she's pretty active. On Monday, next Monday, she has a trine to the nodes of fate, so she's going to be in Pisces trining those nodes. But this week, she has a, a sextile to Uranus today on the 18th, unexpected new ideas. She has a square to Ceres on the 25th, which is a little bit of a little bit of a contentious energy. Um, When Ceres and Venus are not getting along, it's kind of like a mother-daughter fight. And, you know, like you love your mother, but, you know, sometimes she just gets on your last nerve. Or, in my case, you know, the kittens. There's five of them. (laughs) And they're very wild today. So I'm kind of like, guys, guys, calm down. They're having a grand old time. And I'm kind of being like a crabby grandma, I guess. Um, because of the square, so watch for your feminine interactions between ages. They might not be as easy this week, um, just because of that square. Jupiter uh, is not going very far. He's only getting up to 26 Pisces, and he does have a realignment of his strategic vision with Athena. So Athena there is a 27, and Jupiter or she's a 20. They 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 realign their their vision at 25. So Jupiter's in the 12th house from Athena in Aries. So he's going to say to her, you know, strategically what might make a better approach or a better way of doing things. So it's a really good week to think about and listen for strategic guidance from other people because you're going to get it. And it's going to suggest maybe you take a different path Not that there's anything wrong with the path you're doing, but it might make it work better if you did this, or there might be something that would do different if this. I also, when I see this, encourage you to take time to talk to your guides because Jupiter's in Pisces, which is, of course, the cosmic 12th house. So he's connecting with your soul. He's connecting with those soul parts of your being. And your Pisces house is your soul's connection to the universe, right? It's kind of like your cosmic umbilical cord for lack of a better word and so with jupiter talking and whispering in athena's ear you know she's your strategic visionary warrior goddess energy everybody has her men women so it's where you kind of go hmm that could be a good strategy and you get that hmm energy so kind of watch for that when jupiter has that whisper in her ear on the 20th of april and then, of course, as I mentioned before, Juno uh, heading into Pisces until January 13th. Think about that. That's like a whole lot, a whole lot of opportunities for us to partner in ways that are helpful. And I have had a few people. I got an email posting on one of the WhatsApp groups I'm in. One of my, one of my favorite people in the world, Angela, just got accepted into an astrology program that she's thrilled about. So watch for acceptances. Watch for new things coming in. And, you know, look for where you're being invited to partner with the universe. Now, if it's a partnership you like, take it. If it's a partnership you're not so sure about, you can hedge a little. It's okay. You don't have to commit yet. Uranus is coming to a world point soon. He's on he's on the world point axis now. He's past his shadow now. So he once he got past 13, he's into fresh territory. So he's tracing new parts of the zodiac that he has not been in for 84 years. He's never been in this part of your chart for 84 years. So, hey, you know, the new 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 paths, new things being ridden. And you know, if you think about when I went to college, there were paths. You know, the students would walk. You know, you got to get to a building. You wouldn't necessarily do the long sidewalk. You'd do the path. And we had a new president come in, and um, <laughs> he paved those walks which I thought was really pretty smart of him, you know, because you'd walk, you know, it's Bonaventure, it's mud, it's snow, it's whatever. But he actually paved them uh, because people were doing them anyway. And so this is an opportunity with Uranus and Taurus. He's paving new sections in your life. He's putting down new railroad tracks, new ways for you to travel. So watching him and what he's asking of you in this next chapter is helpful, but he also is on unaware point, so he's encouraging an expansion. Um, So when we look at the energy for the moons, the moons this week, uh, we are in the Scorpio had Easter, Ramadan, and Passover this weekend, all three big holidays landing on the same. Today, the moon, the 18th is in, yesterday, the Easter, the moon was in Scorpio, and it was in Scorpio tonight until 8.55, and then it went void, it'll be void until 10, 16 p.m., and then it goes into Sag, the void moon of, excuse me, the Scorpio moon was very supportive. It was a moon sextile of Pluto. Um, and then when it goes into Sag on Monday night at 10.16 p.m., it's going to be in Sagittarius uh, Monday night. All day Tuesday goes void at 4, 5, 6 p.m. Wednesday afternoon, East Coast time. It goes void with a square to uh, Jupiter and it has an um, overarching, overdoing, over-expansion energy. Then it's void the evening of Wednesday the 20th, and it's void for five five hours, going into Capricorn 1152 p.m. It'll be in Capricorn uh, the 21st, the 22nd, going void at 1153 p.m. with conjunction to Pluto on Earth Day. It goes void at 11.53 p.m. on the 22nd. It enters Aquarius Saturday morning, to 17 a.m. So it's an Aquarius on uh, Saturday when Passover ends. And it is an Aquarius on Orthodox Easter next Sunday, the 24th, going void at 8.33 with a square to Mercury. So the moon's aspects this week are overdoing. Of course, we are in eclipse season. Um, they're not, the the Capricorn moon's a little tougher. The Donald Blandford day, the day that's a little emotionally tough, would have been today, Monday. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you got through it okay. And we also have a lot of activity on the 20th, a lot of squares, a lot of choices to be made. As I mentioned, the sun goes into Taurus this week on the 19th, and that's basically it. Um, we also, on Sunday next week on the 24th, Mercury has a lot of crabby aspects. So we may find ourselves a little crabby cranky. Um, on a last note, uh, the Pluto return of the United States of America is on my website, available for purchase. You get to buy it. I'm not going to knock on your door, unlike those internet fakers. And also I did a, a conjunction, a Jupiter-Neptune conjunction of April 12th, also on my website, available for you to buy. And we're doing Cup of Stars, where I do a daily podcast and I send it to your phone or your email or whatever, wherever you sign up for it to go and talk about the, the six to ten minute blurb about the day. So those are the different offerings available. Again, you sign up for them. I don't knock on your door and ask you to buy them. And that's it. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful week. And we'll see you next week on Ann Orley's Weekly Weather. Take care. Goodbye. This conference is no longer being recorded. mm mm-hmm.